Hello, I'm Andy Clark. Welcome to the fifth episode of the Stitching Up Poverty podcast. This series of five podcasts examines the impact of a remarkable project aimed at helping some of the most marginalized people in the world, women and girls in rural villages in Sindh province in Pakistan. Life is unrelenting for the women in these villages. They're amongst the poorest and most disadvantaged in the world. They face a cycle of poverty and have few opportunities for work, and they live in a male-dominated culture in which they're traditionally expected to play a subservient role. In this edition, we look at the project's impact on the education of women and girls. The project seeks to create a better life for those women and girls by teaching them entrepreneurial skills. This by setting up embroidery centres so the women can work independently and earn money. But the project goes further and seeks to create an environment where women and girls are in charge of their own destinies. The podcast is made up of stories collected from the region, and these stories are read by... Hi, this is Beenish Thufail Chima. You'll be hearing me reading the stories collected during the project in this podcast series. Traditionally, in the rural villages of Sindh province, girls and women had little in the way of education. Women's illiteracy is at over 70% and women are often confined to their households and only allowed out with a chaperone. They had little say in their own lives. And the attitude of the men towards girls' schooling was simply that it didn't matter. My name is Pratyush. I live in Moran Patu village. In this community, the education of children, particularly girls' schooling, is grossly neglected. The women were not economically active. Under these circumstances, the project established an embroidery centre for women in the Moran Patu. The young women learned the skills in embroidery. Additionally, the attitudes of the male community members transformed through gender sensitization session. The mobility of women and access to the markets also improved. I also feel that I am more aware about gender equality. And these gender sensitization sessions started to have an effect on attitudes towards girls' schooling. Stories collected from the men reflected this too. In one story from Navin from Ranajagia village, he says the project team sensitized community members about girls' education and the importance of gender equality for progress. And he said that ultimately many parents realized that girls' education is a powerful force for catalyzing what he called a virtuous circle of development. This positive sentiment about changing attitudes towards education was shared by many of the women in their stories too. I'm Damini from village Mia Abdul Khaliq Bandi. The most significant change of the project for me is that before women used to work in agricultural fields. Since the embroidery centers opened for women, the women now work there. They have gained very important skills in embroidery. The project team selected me as a community gender activist. I had participated in the training where I learned my role as a gender activist. Based on the assigned role, I worked and sensitized the community members about the importance of girls' education and gender equality. Due to my efforts, children are now allowed to go to school and there's increased women movement outside home. I'm so happy about the contribution I made. In fact, one standout result of the project was that of the women trained as gender activists, all of them are now making sure their daughters are in school. I'm Irisha, 
and I belong to the village of Game Jadaro. The embroidery center played a key role. I learned embroidery skills and earn income from embroidery work. I support my children's schooling and manage household expenses. In the past, my life was very difficult. I had spent very depressed days in life. My husband used to impose his decisions on me. His attitude was very harsh. The gender activist held meetings that had helped to improve the relations and my household conditions. And the change in attitude is truly remarkable, considering the deeply held traditional views. Even teachers in the Umukot district had to be convinced. My name is Ayan. I belong to Suto Award community in Umarkot. I'm a teacher and an educated person, but I was unaware about gender concepts and importance. Gender sensitization sessions provided me the opportunity to think and see things differently. Before, as a teacher, I never realized why there is low enrollment of girls in school. I realized my abilities and mobilized community members and the parents of children. As a result, the girls' children enrollment has improved. Children's motivation to attend school has also increased. Now I feel that Soto Award is moving in a better direction. I strongly believe when a community educates its children, they're actually investing for their future and building leaders. Moreover, my message is that every child should exercise their right to education without any discrimination. Society should create the learning environment for them. Although not a main direct focus of the project, it's clear that the combination of the economic opportunities offered the women through the embroidery training and the gender awareness training were having a major spin-off on attitudes about girls' schooling. I'm Akuti. I'm a gender activist for the village Ahrori farm. Today, I'm very excited. For a long time, it was my wish that somebody would listen to my story. Since I participated in the gender sensitization training, I got to know about my rights and my responsibilities. Through the training, I learned my responsibilities towards my daughter. A year ago, I used to think that the daughter should stay inside the home. Now my thinking has changed. I want to educate my children, want to provide better food and fulfill all their rights. Through project activities, I gained confidence and better communication skills. Now I can articulate my aspiration with everyone. I can convince community elders. My husband has extended great support. His mindset has also changed quite a bit, as he has also participated in the gender sensitization training. The sessions inspired many to act within their wider communities, seeing education as part of a wider package of women's and girls' rights. My name is Gaurav and I live in village Vilhar. I see visible changes in the community due to this project. Before, the children's education was neglected. Domestic violence against women was widespread and child marriage was embodied in cultural traditions. Community members learned about the negative impacts of household disputes and the importance of educating children. 
I have enrolled around 15 to 20 girls in school. For the past year and a half, all the girls are attending school in Bilhar. The degree of autonomy and empowerment of girls and women has increased. The gender activists trained as part of the project proved effective, but it wasn't always easy for them, and persistence and hard work were key. I am Munir and live in village Talo Malo Junejo. After training, I was assigned five nearby households in the community. I was given a register and a photo book. When I paid my first visit to the assigned household and informed them that I am community gender activist, they all started laughing at me as they were our relatives. I asked them for a meeting and short discussion. In the meeting, I talked about the prevalence of gender discrimination, inequalities and violence. I explained to them about the importance of girls' education. I used the example of Uncle Ravi Chand who has four daughters and they are all well educated. All these girls talk with confidence and self-awareness. Meeting with my assigned households was a regular feature of my work. 14 to 15 people regularly participated in my meetings. Women are now included in the key decision-making in my assigned households. Apart from this, I have also enrolled a child in school too. But despite all of the successes, of course there is still ground to be won when it comes to getting all girls into school in the district. I am Kabir and I live in village Ahrori farm. The project has significantly contributed to the lives of women and children. Earlier, due to local norms and cultural traditions, girls were unable to attend school. I have mobilized their parents and educated them about girls' right to education. From the past seven to eight months, more parents are willing to send their girls to school. Almost all the girls of Ahrori farm community attend school presently. Still, there's a need to work with parents who are unwilling and restrict their daughter's schooling. Although some are still not convinced about girls' schooling, the discussion is now well and truly out in the open in the villages of Umukot district in Sindh province. More are seeing it as a right rather than an option. The more active and central role being played by women due to increased economic activities as a result of the embroidery project itself is having a positive effect when it comes to attitudes towards women and girls in general. Expectations are shifting and opportunities are rising. The hope is now that a 70% plus illiteracy rate amongst women in the region will be confined to history. This was the fifth and final podcast in the series Stitching Up Poverty. The series focused on an extraordinary project run by YCARE, the development wing of the YMCA, and Community World Service Asia, an inter-church development organisation. The project focused on empowering some of the most marginalised women in the world, women from the rural villages in Sindh province in Pakistan. The stories were collected from the people themselves from the participating villages. You can subscribe to the podcast to get all five episodes. Other editions include the impact on women's economic empowerment, the impact on violence against women, on child marriage and the impact on men. From me, Andy Clark, thanks for listening. <laughs>